0: All right, so let's get into it. Here we go.
1: October 25th. It's a Sunday. At, uh, I don't know, what, 8-ish p.m.? 7.59. Um. So our last podcast that we recorded was February 14th this year.
0: How sad is that?
1: Hashtag pandemic 2020.
0: Yeah. A
1: lot of people, like the pandemic, gave them all kinds of free time to do extra shit. That they yeah. would otherwise not do. For us, somehow it sapped away all our free time.
0: Sucked the fucking life out of us. Yeah. Also, most people, if any people were gonna be listening to this. They like, are. Yeah, okay, pandemic, we know about it. We're pretty much over it. Right. So I don't want to hear about it. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. We're late to the game. I mean, this it's is like our... we've been living like this whole time, like not even aware of the fact that there's fucking virus. Right.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's our podcast. We could talk about whatever we want, right? Uh-huh. If they don't like it, they're gonna listen. We don't make this pod. That's the thing. I was actually talking about this to somebody on Discord the other day. Who the hell was it? Can't remember.
0: But basically, we don't make these podcasts thinking like, oh, so many people are gonna listen to us. Right? Yeah. This isn't. It's for... like a hobby.
1: Yeah, this isn't a, for anyone else. This is for us. You know all
0: those people who like to take pictures, like oh my god, I was here and I went there and I want to right. prove it. This is kind of like our vocal Yeah uh catalog or well, photo it's not a photo album. It's not a family photo no. album.
1: No. Well I was thinking about that too. It's an album. I was thinking about that. We started <laughs> spoken word. Spoken word album. We started doing this in twenty seventeen. And our first episodes, we failed to say the dates of recording when we recorded them. So whatever. But... Um,
0: where think, were you going with this? No, where <laughs> I was going with this is that,
1: you know, when we, we, when we listen to these tracks, you know, these recordings 10 years from now, it's kind of like a little audio diary of mm-hmm. what was going on in our world at the time. And that, So I think that's kind of neat. Yeah. You know? Some people do this to say like we could share it with our kids when they grow up and then they'll blah blah blah. Our mm. kids are already growing up and they don't care. They're
0: not going to do this
1: shit. No. I don't blame them. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of who the heck it was. Who Maybe the heck. Oh, it was somebody
0: Who the H. E. Double hockey sticks. It
1: was <laughs> it was I think it was somebody on the Whiskey and Wildcards podcast.
0: Whiskey's Tramps and Thieves.
1: No, and
0: <laughs> okay, no, and
1: they were saying something about. Uh, well, what's your podcast? I said it's not good. You won't like it.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: don't it's don't like
0: the lowest quality. Here it is.
1: Here's here's the name. Have fun.
0: Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, there, buddy. Our feelings won't be hurt. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So um, anyway, so. We are uh, coming up on Halloween.
0: Yeah, which... The podcast before last, wasn't that like uh, a Halloween podcast? No, no, no. It
1: was on February 14th. It no, was the, about the, but
0: the podcast before oh, that one.
1: Yeah, it was about that. Um, and I'm going to point out that we... Remember we started our intro to Goth Rock, coming up with the Goth oh, Rock Song God. Challenge. Yeah. And when we recorded that, you were like, we'll get all of these recorded before, before the end of Halloween October. Before something like that. Well... Yeah, it's almost the end of this October. A year later. So sad. Uh, well, you know, hashtag pandemic twenty twenty.
0: Hashtag life.
1: Hashtag life, right? Um,
0: hashtag people are dying.
1: We're here now, and
0: uh, and when you hear, you hear. I have a
1: feeling that like setting down my glass is gonna be
0: <laughs> really loud.
1: So be careful next time. Be care. I'm being careful. So okay, I'm I'm gonna go to the. To our Discord channel. Those of our listeners out there that are following along at home, we have a Discord channel. It's Sid vs. Coco. I'm Coco. I'm Sid. Um, you look for it. You can chat with us there. And what I'm doing right now is I'm posting to the Drinks and Talks channel, because this is a Drinks and Talks podcast. This is our 12th Drinks and Talks podcast. Point out we started in 2017. <laughs> it's 2020. We've had 12 of these. Now there's been other podcasts. We've had their song challenge podcast. Peanut butter and beanie. A couple peanut butter and beanie podcasts, yeah. Um, but I'm going to the, the Discord channel for drinks and talks. And I'm gonna post a whole thing. Um let's see, we're recording
0: right a now
1: podcast right fucking now.
0: Dot 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 if
1: you want. <laughs> To ask a question. I like. I mean, a question. This is great audio. This is fucking great radio. If you want to ask a question, uh, comma, we will. Uh, answer it in the podcast. Okay, sent that. We'll follow up. I know. This sounds dumb. <laughs> it is, but
0: your mom sucks. <laughs> <laughs> For money. Whoa. <laughs> but 12. I got a discount. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Twelve fifty. But it's something we do. So dot dot dot. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Sin. <laughs> Okay It's sent It has been sent It has now been committed To the universe It
0: has been recorded
1: And so recorded Oh yeah There. Okay there was the message From Lori That you Told us about Told me about Yes Okay Does Lori listen to the podcast?
0: I don't think she does Probably not She's, she's But She's the
1: smart one in the group
0: You know you know. It's It would be her own fault if she listened to this and we happen to give spoilers for anything. That's the thing. You
1: know what I just realized? <laughs> we said her name. We Usually we don't say names on the podcast. Okay,
0: she's listener number eight. Maybe. If she's even a listener. Yeah,
1: but what I'm saying is usually we don't say names on the podcast. We just said her name. But I just realized it's like, Lori, it, it's not like... Oh, We're not giving the full name. I know exactly who that is. They said Lori. I mean...
0: We're not giving her last name.
1: So, just for the record, then, I guess since we're doing this, let's just go down the list. We've had a Matt, an Aaron, a Cameron, an Alex, a Jeff, Lori. Anybody else we've talked to? Oh, Tom. We've oh, about yeah. the podcast. But, you know, we've never, I don't know if we've ever said their name before. We just said all their names. You can go back through the podcast to figure out who's who. <laughs> if you really want to
0: take the time.
1: Yeah, probably not. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about our dinner that we just had.
0: It was delicious.
1: It was delicious.
0: It was, it was a Chef high John. End. It That's what a, that was. It was a
1: Chef John recipe. And you can't go wrong with Chef John and foodwishes.com. But we made it's the second time we did it, but this time we made it with some proper New York steaks. Before we had the, the New York bone in fillets, mm-hmm. or not fillets, um, they were thinner cut. These were a full, thick-cut New York steak. Oh, yeah. Dry-aged overnight. Mm-hmm. I trimmed them up last night, and all the scraps I used to make a, a pan sauce, a, a meat bordelaise, meat-scrap Bordelais pan sauce. You don't need no steak sauce when you got a good steak and a pan sauce like that.
0: And you're using its own fucking cuttings. Yeah, to, I know. It's or like trimmings, as you say, to it's make super, the sauce.
1: Yeah, it's super crazy, but it's good. And wine. Uh, yeah
0: good wine good
1: wine so anyway basically i'm just saying that any of chef john's recipes do them they're good they're amazing yeah that's all i got to say about that i'm just like really curious how this whole thing is going but i think that the little level indicators
0: is your voice well
1: it is my voice but i think they're a little bit delayed from the sound you seem awfully quiet.
0: I am quiet. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I'm not used to having to, to... Project? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but last time I, I took our recording with our little clip, on, which by the way, I'm, I'm ultimately going to get the adapters that I need so we can plug in our clip on microphones to the sides here, and then we'll have separate channels for our voices. Mm-hmm. Then it'll be really good. But my point being is that I added the compression last time, and it brought our voice levels just right into line with each other. It was good it's beautiful yeah last podcast was great
0: it's fantastic oh yeah
1: so good stuff chef john
0: chef john oh steak.
1: okay so steak steak Did someone say steak so we're also drinking a little bit of wine tonight because this is drinks and talks this is uh look of wine this was our it's Basically,
0: la- the only wine we drink.
1: Yeah, this was our last bottle from our last Luca purchase, which was in April. April, yes, we bought two and a half cases in April.
0: Did we buy that many then? Yeah, we
1: did because it filled okay. up our. It like topped out our wine fridge.
0: We've got a question. Okay,
1: we'll get to that in a second. We're talking about wine.
0: Sorry, I just so wanted we, to make it known. Yeah,
1: we we. This was like literally the last bottle from it, the last time we purchased. We got our um, our uh, fall shipment, which is a nice selection of 26, 2016 and 2017 wines. And we bought two cases of 2016 wines. We got the Vino Rosso. The Reste. Oresté. Cap. Did we get the Cap Franc? Yes. Cap, Cap Franc. And another one. Oh, no, I said Vino Rosso. I'm drawing a blank on what we got for the last one. But six of each, basically, is what we're saying. And uh, if you're on the uh, nice list, as opposed to the naughty list, maybe you'll get a bottle of wine from us for Christmas.
0: Yeah. You never know. Right. Could be your lucky day. Could be. Especially if you get to see us in person.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean... The fact that I'm there might not be a lucky day for them, you know. I mean, um, okay, so yeah, we have a listener question. Mm-hmm. This comes from Discord user Lorelai. I'll let you all guess which person that we named previously. That is <coughs> Lori <coughs> Anyway, <laughs> she asks. I'm sorry. They ask. We're we're not oh, gonna yes. say who it is. No. Lorelai, they ask, do well it says do guys have any million dollar business ideas? But do I, think, guys? I, think I think it's you said, guys. Yeah,
0: use guys.
1: Do you use guys <laughs> have any million dollar business ideas? Yes, a lot. What are they? Well that wasn't part of the question. Oh. I mean
0: Well, if she Why would I mean I... if they were to ask what, if you if you did, then what are they? Would you tell us what they are? Look, if
1: I had a million-dollar business idea, do you think I would give it away to somebody? They'd just do it, and then I'd lose out of my million dollars. Oh. Okay, truth be told, I don't actually have million-dollar business ideas. Okay. I'd like to have million-dollar business ideas. I really would just like to have a million dollars.
0: I'd like to have half a million dollars.
1: Well, yeah, I'd like to have any kind of money. But... <laughs> Remember? Okay, remember. Remember when we were talking about winning the lottery? This was a few years back. There was like a
0: for you to be able to retire.
1: Well, hold on, but there was like some kind of Mega Millions, Mega Lottery, something. Yeah, Powerball, Powerball whatever. The the top prize was one point six billion dollars. That's billion with a B.
0: Billion. Right.
1: So before I continue with that thing. There's, like, a, a big problem when people, with people understanding the difference between a million and a billion. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I mean, it's a thousand, a billion is a thousand times more. But even so, this is the way that it was explained to me, and this comes from when I was in college. My physics instructor explained this to me. To understand the difference between a million and a billion. How long do you think a million seconds is?
0: Oh, that's like a long time.
1: Ish, but not as long as maybe you might think. A million seconds is about 12 days. It's like 11 point something something days.
0: Okay. Right? But the billion was like... How long is a
1: billion seconds?
0: That's like years and years and years.
1: Yeah, 32 years. So the difference between a million and a billion is the difference between... 12 days and 32 years yeah you know that's the difference so the Powerball was 1.6 billion it must
0: be nice
1: dollars I don't know if anybody wanted, it but remember we were talking about this mm. we were talking about this we said we were oh,
0: dreaming well, no, what no. we were doing
1: well part <laughs> of it was the whole like what the hell does somebody do with 1.6 billion dollars and mostly it was us bitching about these uber rich assholes in the world that make it horrible for the rest of us. But that's another story. <clears throat> we figured it out. and said, okay, so let's say we we were the only ones that hit the right number combination and got them all and got the $1.6 billion, right? Right. So, first thing you do is you say, I'm going to take a buyout or a payout of, in full instead of the 20-year year annuity yeah. or whatever they do. So, you lose basically half of your winnings at that point. So, That's $800 million. Mm -hmm. Then, when you get that, you pay all the taxes on it up front, which is basically half again. So you're left with $400 million. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm also not a market investor. But if I had $10 million free and clear... After buying the house that we want, buying us each a vehicle that we want, and paying for them outright, mm-hmm. and then, you know, maybe splurging a little bit on a couple fun things or whatever.
0: Helping out some family members. Well, no, 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 no.
1: We're not even to that point yet. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, with $10 million. I'm sorry, I
0: was being too generous with all of our money. Well, no, no. <laughs> Remember, we got
1: $400 billion to sit over here in the way, uh-huh. in the wayside. We're talking about the $10 million. Yeah, just ten. I think I said four hundred billion. I meant four hundred million. Anyway, I got you. ten million. I truly believe that with a like you know a money market stock investment thing or whatever, with ten million dollars, you could set it up so that your monthly dividend payout is at least twice what I take home right now, at least if not more. So what that and, and that's without me working. Mm-hmm. So what, what that tells me is with $10 million, we can set it up that you and I and our kids are set for life. We never have to work again. We have all our needs met. We're paying all of our bills. Everything's great. Well, that's $10 million out of $400 million. So let's say we took $10 million and we set up our kids, each of them, you know, with the same deal, Right? Well, the, the two kids that could potentially be on their own. So that's another $20 million. That's 30000000 million we've spent so far out of $400 million. million. Let's do the same for your sister. Do the same for my brother. Do the same for your parents, for my mom, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. We could take care of every one of our immediate family members and set them up for life where they they wouldn't have to work, and they would have all their bills, you know, all their bills are going to be paid, they're going to be able to afford to live. And I think we've spent, you know, let's see, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Maybe 70, 80 million dollars. We still have... Say it's eighty million. We still have three hundred and twenty million sitting there for us to do something with. You know, I mean, how much money do you really need?
0: I guess you could invest it into something. Well,
1: we've already done that to get the dividends, so we get monthly payouts. That's the thing; is it's like that money. It's like,
0: oh man.
1: You know what I mean? We talked about this. It's like maybe we could set up a nice little like scholarship, arts support, something to support. Like maybe the youth or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean. And that's not even the kind of money that these rich fuckers like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk have, or Bill Gates, or any of those rich some bitches. <laughs> so I guess okay to answer the question: Are money? I mean, are, we could
0: even use money to like repair roads around us, like in our little town that we live in. You know what I mean?
1: Actually, we can't. Oh. And that's a, a fucked up thing. But, well, it's because... Okay, here's why. The roads are maintained by the city or the county if you don't live in the city limits. And the city has to spend it out of their transportation fund to do these repairs. They can't spend money that's just handed to them. In fact, they can't even accept money that's just handed to them. Hmm. It's kind of screwed up, isn't it? It's kind of screwed up that that's how it goes. All you can do is hope that you can say, oh, well... They're going to tax us on this income and get all this money, and now that goes in the general fund, now it can repair stuff. That's kind of messed up. But but I guess to go back to the question, that's my million-dollar business idea, win the lottery.
0: Yes. Yeah. Totally. Answer the question. And and then when you win the lottery, then you can start any business you want
1: if you choose to. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I probably would do that, too. I would probably start some kind of... Game store, hobby shop kind of thing. <laughs> Mostly just so I had a place to game and buy hobby stuff at cost. Yeah. But I totally would do that. But that's the answer. First question answered. answer, do. That's our million dollar business idea.
0: Win yourself the lottery.
1: Win the lottery and start a business. Yeah. It doesn't matter at that point if you make money or not because. You've already got the millions. You've already got the millions, Right. Done. Ding. Okay, but there was a follow. There was a second part to the question. Oh, it was any ghost stories.
0: Ghost stories. Yeah. Like personal. Well, I don't know. It just says any
1: ghost stories.
0: Um, I have a f- kind of like a few stories. Oh, there was one behind. ghost
1: story. It's called the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. That's a ghost story. Okay. Um, what's the one um, Shakespeare play? Is it? Hamlet, where he's talking to the ghost of his father, or that's a ghost story. Maybe it was Macbeth. It was Macbeth. Mm. It was a ghost story.
0: Cool. I think that the person that asked that question was probably thinking if there was anything personal. Oh. Like, like you could talk about that place that you went to
1: the in between place. Yes.
0: Oh. I love that story.
1: Yeah, and that's really, really weird. And you know, though, a part of me wants to go back out there again. Uh-huh. I just don't know <laughs> if it would. I don't know what I'd experience, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I guess is the thing. But. But okay, so so I need to start this story. It's a
0: brilliant by, story.
1: By talking about me and my belief system. For those of you that don't know. Those of you listeners that don't know me because you haven't been paying attention, I am an atheist. <gasps> Gasp. You're going to hell. I can't go to hell. There's no hell for me to go to.
0: See, you're going to go to hell because you said that.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'll be in good company. Anyway.
0: <gasps> Who's going to be there? All my friends.
1: Your dad? <laughs> my dad, yeah. That's that's true.
0: Okay. <laughs> if there's a hell... That was, that was probably... A bad thing for me to <laughs> say. no it, it's not it's funny to... it's
1: funny yeah. um, anyway <laughs> so my the point being is I don't believe in like the supernatural I, I don't believe that there are the spirits of humans that have died and have unfinished business and those are ghosts left around and that sort of thing that's not part of my worldview I I get it and I understand the origin of those stories and I'm not discrediting people who want to hold that belief. That's fine. Where are you going?
0: I'm killing a spider because spooky.
1: Oh, but but my point be is like like I'm not I'm not here to criticize somebody telling oh my god you're wrong for your beliefs. That's not who I am. I have my beliefs that I hold hold for the reasons that I have. That doesn't mean I have not had some experiences in my life that I just simply can't explain. And the in between place is one of them. So, um, here in the Central Valley of California, there is a, a town called Madera, and it's on Highway 99, sits in the middle. It, honestly, it actually sits super close to the geographic center of the state. Um, and if you go east of Madera, out Highway 145, you'll pass just north of a little community. It's an unincorporated town called Madera Ranchos. Madera Ranchos was a speculative housing development that was done way back in the 50s and there was investments from like celebrities from Los Angeles and that, that they were looking to just make this a thing. It just never really happened. It never took off. Yeah,
0: wasn't it the guy from the honeymooners? Well,
1: Jackie Gleason was yeah. involved, yes. There were several Hollywood investors involved with this. So, but no, just north of there, there's a place that my friends and I went to. It's out in cattle grazing land. It's right at the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountain range. We'd go out there at night and we'd park the car and we'd get out. It was right where Cottonwood Creek passed beneath Highway 145. Cottonwood Creek is a seasonal stream. It doesn't even flow year round. But in the, in the, uh, in, over the winter when there's rainstorms and in the spring when there's a little bit of runoff, you'll get some flow there. But for the most part, it's dry. So we would walk down the embankment and pass underneath the highway bridge in the creek bed. And we would go into what we like to call the in-between place. I didn't name it. I don't know why it was named that. But the, the two guys that I went out there with, they're the ones that named it that Anyway, it was really strange, I and mean, it was beautiful to be out there, because you're out there, and there's no street lights. There's no city lights. It's just the light of the moon and the stars. And I had been out there when there was no moon, and yes, there is enough light from the stars that you can just make out what you're doing. It's, it's really cool. It's totally cool. But we would go out there when we would walk. We would walk up the creek bed, and then we would cut across to where this Cattle watering hole was there was a little windmill that powered a well that filled the cattle trough for them to drink out of. We passed past there and then we would go on to hike around. Now, I got the USGS quad maps of the area so I could see the size and scope of this place. And there were times that we would walk miles, like not 50 miles. You know, we weren't the proclaimers, we didn't walk 500
0: miles. (laughs)
1: But we would walk, you know, five, six miles, talking about the whole loop that we walked. It was just really neat being out there at night, in the dark, in nature. It was just fun. It was enjoyable. But there was one night, probably more than one night, but one night in particular that, like, we would we went out there, and, you know, we'd look at the clock when we got out of the car. I remember we walked out there. It was probably about... 1230 or so when we got there you know, just after midnight. We walk out there we walk all the way up to where the cattle trough was that I talked about and we'd be like, okay well, where do we want to go tonight? Let's go up this way there was a pond that was, Cottonwood Creek was dammed and there was a, a pond up there We let's walk that way. So we walked up there and we walked up to the you know, up one of the tributaries to it and we walked around this way. We found the main channel of Cottonwood Creek. Walked back. You know, we walk I looked on the map. We walked like five, six miles that night. When we got back to the car, no lie, it was one fifteen, you know, one thirty maybe. Like, literally an hour had passed, and it just didn't make sense as far as we walked. I don't know why that happened. I don't know if I misjudged where we actually walked. I don't know if there was some, you know, error. You know maybe we looked at the clock. Maybe the clock was wrong in somebody's car when we got out of it. I don't know. I can't explain it. But I can say that it sure seemed like not a whole lot of time passed, yet we did a whole lot of things out there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then at another time, more than once, but at another time, we went out there. And it was one of those things where, again, we get out there like, you know, right right around midnight. We usually went out there late at night. And we, um, we got out. We walked under the bridge like we always do. We walked up the channel, walked over to the cow trough. <clears throat> and we sat there for a minute and it was like, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it tonight. I don't feel like going for a long walk. Let's, uh, let's just wrap this up. Let's just turn around and walk back. You know, this is like a half a mile walk, you know, out to the cattle drop where we walk over and we walk back and we get in the car and it was like four hours later. Maybe we sat there for four hours talking and it just didn't seem like that much time passed. That's
0: a long time. But it's a long time. It really seems like a
1: long time for it to have passed for as little as walking Me to the Night. And again, like I said, I'm not purporting this as something supernatural or paranormal. I'm just simply saying it's a really odd experience and I can't explain it. And uh, so that's my ghost, one of my ghost stories. Spooky shit. Spooky shit. Oh, we kind of got a Halloween theme going with spooky shit, huh? I actually have another more like ghost story to tell though.
0: What? Um, Oh. are you talking about like that noise that you would hear? Like something like would be banging on the door somewhere where you lived?
1: Oh, the house on Zoran.
0: Oh, I thought it was somewhere else.
1: No, it was the house on Zoran. It was? Yeah. That was weird. And again, I mean, I will say this over and over again. Just because I don't necessarily believe in the supernatural paranormal stuff doesn't mean that People haven't had unexplained experiences. Things that just, with the evidence we have presented to us, we can't explain why it happened, how it did. I mean, weird shit happens. And there there are things in the world that we don't fully understand. But also, there are things that we experience that we can't see the cause of. And if we could see that cause, maybe it would make more sense to us. We just can't see it. And therefore, we're left only to guess. And that's kind of the thing. Uh, but yeah, the house on Zoran... Um, Bradley and I both experienced this more than once where it's like you'd hear a knocking or a tapping or something in the wall kind of like you hear that sound like, like a, when not a not the pipes like a yeah but it sounds like maybe a, a water line or whatever or the house settling or whatever but if when you went by it it would be somewhere else then at that point it's like wait a minute oh no it moved over to here that was always kind of weird but that wasn't the, what I was talking about but do you have, well I'll get to another one but I don't want to
0: no go ahead steal the show do it
1: I just want to Answer to our
0: our oh, yes. Discord
1: person. I want to type in
0: yes, we, to them we saying, been...
1: We will answer this on the podcast. You must listen. Uh-huh. So, but maybe you should type that if I can go on and tell the next story. Oh, okay. I
0: could do that. And maybe
1: ask for more questions. I was looking back at the old post in this channel about, because this is the Drinks and ch- Talks channel. Drinks and chalks. <laughs> drinks and Talks channel. We were talking about drinking. Um, The other story, okay, this was a friend of mine who lived here in Modesto. Well, we're not in Modesto now. We're close to Modesto. We're Modesto adjacent. But, yeah, a friend of mine, this is back before I moved to Fresno to go to college there. I was going to MJC here. He lived in Modesto. And um, I was over at his house one night and uh, every, his whole family was gone. I don't know I don't know where they went. They uh, they were I think they were out of town or something. But he and I were like, yeah, we're going to go out, we're going to fucking drink and party and go cruising and shit like that because you know, we were like we were like 19, you know, and that's what you do when you're 19. Um but anyway, he was like he was going to take a shower. So he was in the bathroom, showering. and I was sitting in his room. And his, he had this little dog, this little chihuahua. What the hell is the dog's name? Give me a second. I think it was Scooter. Which seems like an appropriate name for a chihuahua, right? Anyway, okay, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting in his room. And, uh, you know, this is before the internet and smartphones and all that shit. So I'm just kicking back, just waiting, right? And... I look out in the hallway, and a trick of the light or too much caffeine, I don't know. But I could swear that I saw something that looked like kind of a shadowy, translucent figure. Just a grayed-out shadow that looked like somebody with a sheet draped over their head. You know, like, think about it. You dress up for Halloween as a ghost, and Mm -hmm. you put a sheet over your head. It was just kind of that, that kind of... That shape. That shape in the hallway. And I was like... I mean, I'm, I was literally doing one of those things where I was kind of like rubbing my eyes in because I was like, this is weird. And it seemed to be moving into his bedroom towards where I was sitting. And I was like, this is really weird. And I, I like... At the time, too, I hadn't fully developed my worldview that I have now. So I was like, this is weird. And I kind of put my hand out towards it And then his dog came to the door. And his dog started growling and then barking into the room. And this shadow just kind of like went away, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. It tripped me up. And then then the the dog like barked and then came into the room. I'm like, Scooter, what are you doing? And, you know, he ran over to me and I pet him. That was that. That was my experience. I don't know what to say it was. Like I said, trick of the cat. Did you
0: talk to your friend about it? Yes, I did. And?
1: He says, oh, yeah, that's the ghost in the house. I said, what ghost in the house? He goes, I don't know what's going on with it. He goes, but my mom swears like she's opened up the curtains in the front. Because they had like a living room and then a separate front room. But it was like a big room that had like the couch and, you know, that is right inside the front door thing. Because mm-hmm. My mom swears like one day she opened the curtains and she walked back into the kitchen and the curtains shut on their own. So she walked back to open the curtains, walked back to the kitchens and they shut again on their own. You know, whatever. It is the experience that she had. her claims have had. Um, And, uh, you know, he said that his dad, his dad and his sister both had said that, you know, things had moved or whatever. Like, oh, I put down my glasses and and they were over there or something. Whatever, you know. I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. It's odd. And did these things happen? Sure. Are they 100% accurate memories of them? I don't know. Is it something paranormal or supernatural? There's probably actually a pretty rational explanation, but I just don't know what it is. So, anyway, so that's another ghost story.
0: Creepy. Yeah. What about you? Me? I've been talking a
1: lot. i got to drink more beer and wine here. <laughs> uh,
0: I think my first experience was George the Ghost. George the Ghost. Yes. Um. It was in the house in San Leandro, where we were living with my grandma and her boyfriend at the time. That still trips me out that your grandma had a boyfriend. (laughs) And uh, we were staying in, I guess, what was originally the uh, master bedroom of the home. And I had heard... My grandma and and Rich making jokes about it, but there was one night where I was laying in bed and my mom was, I believe, singing somewhere like at a bar or whatever. Oh,
1: you mean out? Yeah, out of doing yeah, everything like good. out late.
0: Yeah. Um, and the closet door kept opening and closing and opening and closing like not like a slam or anything like that but it was right. like someone was opening it and closing it and opening right. it and closing it and i i was all by myself and mm. i knew that if i got up that my grandma would probably be pretty grumpy about it <laughs> you know so i just kind of like laid there and eventually it stopped and then i just couldn't go to sleep but eventually i think i was just so tired that i fell asleep sure and then you know, my mom, I think, came home, like, around 2 a.m. or something. Probably later because the bars close at 2. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but...
1: It was California. It we was have just, bars. It was a really... Not all night, an
0: easy thing. And, and then there was, an, you know, other things that happened in the house. Like, one night where my grandma was alone. And, um, there was one room in that house that it was just... It was a really creepy room. Mm-hmm. It was very small. And the windows, um looked out to the side of the house where it was, like really dark, so you could not right. see shit through those windows. Okay. And I don't even remember there being, like, curtains or anything on the windows. Like, mm. why didn't they cover that shit up? But...
1: Well, there's nothing to see. It was,
0: like... It was an empty... It was literally, like, they didn't want anything to do with that room for some reason. The only thing that w- that I can remember being in that room was, like, my mom's stair climber. Mm. And she'd go in there and, and do that. But... It was just, it was, I don't know, the lighting in there was off. It was just this this room that as soon as you walked into it, it was like you couldn't breathe in there. Yeah. It was very, just kind of stifling, but Mm. it wasn't like a hot stifling. It was just, there was a really bad energy in there. Yeah. But that room, uh, my grandma heard something going on in the room and thought that someone was trying to break in. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I think she said that, then that then the power went off, like the, all the lights went off, <coughs> and mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out why all the lights went off. They checked the circuit breaker stuff; everything was fine, you know. Like yeah, it they they really thought that someone was gonna was trying to break into that room, but there was no uh, at the time there was no way that anybody could have even gotten to the backyard because right. everything was locked. Right. So I'm pretty sure that. Whatever was going on in that room wasn't someone trying to break in, but maybe somebody trying to break out. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was bad.
1: You know, since we're on the topic of like ghosts and unexplainable activities and stuff, it's
0: got me like ugh, freaking out. You're all. I'm like jittery sp- now because s- I'm freaking out.
1: Spine tingly and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want to, because this is what I do, I want to put my. Skeptics commentary to it. I have okay. I I went to college and I studied land surveying. But part of that, since land surveying is under the engineering umbrella, I took physics, and I took chemistry, I took calculus, you know, I took all this stuff. And one of the things that, that did for me is kind of fine-tune and hone my already skeptic and critical mindset. I I have a problem with the common uh, explanation of strange and spooky experiences for lack of a better term, right? Because not because they happen and they're unexplained. I'm not saying unexplainable, I'm saying unexplained, meaning they are not explained at that time and may never be. It doesn't mean they're not able to be explained. I have a problem with the fact that like, like my experience with that whole weird time thing going on at the in-between place. Did I experience that? Yes. Is my experience or my recollection of that experience, a hundred percent accurate of what actually happened, maybe. But I understand that the human brain is not some perfect recording device that always remembers things one hundred percent accurately. It doesn't. But even so, even so, let's just say that my recollection recollection I can't even talk.
0: The <laughs>
1: recollection. waka waka. No. Let, waka. Waka waka. Let's just say that my recollection of the time that actually passed versus the time that we perceive to have passed is accurate. And that I have had both experiences of more time elapsing than time spent and also less time elapsing than time spent. The problem that I have is when people immediately jump to the conclusion that it's a time anomaly having to do with dimensional travel <laughs> with alien technology or whatever, right? I, I, I mean, I'm throwing bullshit out there just because that's the thing. And, and I have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with unexplainable or unexplained things happening. I have a problem with people who take that and extrapolate it to justify their own preconceived worldview. For example, one of the most common definitions or explanations of a ghost is the spirit of a human that lingers after they died because they have unfinished business. Fine, whatever. I mean, number one, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm an atheist, I don't believe there's a spirit to a human to linger after death. But even so, when you hear a knocking or creaking or thumping sound in a house, people who immediately say, that's a ghost, what they're using is they're using a... Phenomenon that they experience that is unexplained to justify their preconceived idea of ghosts. That's not how the scientific method works. That's not how we demonstrate and quote-unquote prove, and I use that in air quotes, because proof is a very strange term anyway. That's not how you prove something. You have to go through steps. I mean, okay, so, there's a thumping that you hear in the house. Well, let's look at what explainable reasons there might be. Heat expansion and cooling throughout the day of a house often causes one side of a house to heat up more than another and expand a little bit more. And the joints where the wood and structure comes together will stretch or twist and the nails and plates and all this different stuff that holds it together will creak and they will thump and they will crack and they will pop. If you hear a thump in a house, That's likely what it is. That's the most likely explanation. It's not some supernatural thing making the noise, but...
0: Noise, but... Noise,
1: but... Noise, but... But even beyond that, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, but no, this was very specific. It was a tapping. It was three taps and then a pause, then two taps. Okay, well, you know, there are things like the pipes in our house that carry the water throughout to, you know, from the intake, you know, from the connection point to the house to the water heater, which runs throughout the day, off and on, even at night, and heating expansion and that and pipes slipping, etc. can create very interesting patterns. And remember that the human brain, all of our in- sensory input goes through the, cord- the visual cortex, the audio cortex, etc. The job of those parts of the brain is literally to look for a recognizable pattern, apply it to those sensory input and pass that on to the rest of the brain to think about so if a water heater is running and it heats up the water in a pipe enough that it starts making that pipe expand, and the pipe expands and it slips against a bracket in the attic and it goes and you think it's another one that bites the dust. <laughs> It's because your audio cortex is trying to match a pattern to that regular thumping that it hears. I hope that triple thump came through on the microphone. It should have, but, but you know what I mean. That like so, so there are lots of things that our brains do that make us want to put a pattern. It's why people see faces and clouds it's Toast. in toast. Right. It's it's why we see these patterns wood and grains. things in wood grain that don't necessarily exist. It's because the cortices of our brain, that's their job. Find a pattern that you recognize, map what the raw input is, and send that onto the brain to think about it. So, there's already all kinds of things that can change an unexplained experience, give it an explanation. You know, it can give it an explanation and say, well, this is what really is going on. That even being said, there are experiences, I mean, the experiences that both you and I described already don't have obvious and readily explainable things you know what i mean um and so i just think it's important you know carl sagan is someone who very much inspired me as a kid i, mean, I watched his show cosmos about the universe net was amazing but also he talked about like rational thinking um looking for an actual cause behind something and not just jumping for any old explanation Um, oh we got more questions we'll get to those shortly Um, but I think about the fact that like okay let's go back to the ghost things again like I'll ask people I'm like okay well if a ghost is the spirit or soul of a human that sticks around after they die where does that come from because if there is something that is capable of making a thing happen in this world, in this universe, it has to have energy. It must. Because that's how things work. You know, if I lift this beer glass to my mouth
0: <laughs>
1: and take a drink, you know, the <clears throat> my arm and hand are moving due to the energy released in the what's it called the is it the krebs cycle is it the the one with the the adp atp the phosphate stuff in your muscle tissue that they release the energy that allows the muscle cells to extend and contract all that complex bullshit that allows you to move your arm yes there's energy that happens there that energy has come from the food i've eaten that's been broken down through my digestive tract and stored in the form of various chemical bonds of certain compounds within my body. It's all explainable. That's how that happens. So, my point is, there's energy being expended to make this go. Well, if a door shuts on its own or a you know set of curtains closes on their own, energy must be expended to cause this to happen. This is a physical law. Of the universe, it must come from somewhere. Fine. Well, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, well, what happens to your energy after you die?" As if there's some unique energy that is you. And my answer is nothing, because there is no unique energy that is you. The energy, quote unquote, in your body simply the chemical processes that happen from you eating food, digesting it, it breaking it down. A great majority of it going to heat to keep our bodies warm because we are endothermic. And the rest of it goes to being stored. Yes, it's ATP, adenotriphosphate, the energy of basically burning glucose. It's literally burning glucose in the cells, mitochondria are involved, that energy is used to bond another phosphate group to this protein that gets stored, and then when the muscles move, it breaks that bond from ATP, adenotriphosphate, to adenodiphosphate, releasing one of those phosphate groups, and the energy released allows the muscle to contract or extend to do its thing. When you talk about a person's unique energy, it's just the energy in their body from respiration, digestion, all of those things. It's not like something unique that stays within them. You know, energy cannot be created or destroyed, only changed in form. Yes, that's true. And the changing in form is it's used to cause your muscles to move and dissipates into heat. That's what happens. So there's no unique energy of a person. You don't have your energy. Like it's your unique energy signature. Very yes. So, you know, so the point being is that like, the physics doesn't work out when you talk about the energy of a person left over after they die. Well, all that is is that the heat from the biochemical processes going on in their body. When a person dies, those biochemical processes fade out then energy dissipates and the body becomes a cold lump of material that is either cremated or buried or whatever people do with their bodies when they die. I don't know. Point being is at that point, your problems were over. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like the physics don't work out for that explanation. So that's why I say, got to find something else. You know, the whole, you know, you've know, you heard the
0: forensics the, of the ghosts. Yeah.
1: You know, you've heard the whole like, like for like with UFOs. Oh, it was swamp gas. Things <laughs> like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Honestly, it's like, I get it. There is explain. There are explanations like that oh I saw a ghost in the forest no you didn't Yes, you, you saw swamp gas igniting and it was a weird eerie light mm-hmm. that was affected by being looking at it through several trees across the way or whatever you know what I mean mm-hmm. so but then there's this collective idea in human culture that is carried forward with us that we apply even to this day and uh, yeah and don't get me wrong; it's really neat. It's really neat to tell these stories. It's half the reason I play RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, is because you get to tell ghost stories, you get to tell supernatural stories, you get to tell stories about magic, and that, and it's fun. But reality is that it doesn't really work that way.
0: Sometimes you wish
1: it did, though. I some many times I wish it did. Many times I wish I could violate the laws of physics. <laughs> yeah. So we have more questions. Do you want
0: to? Yes.
1: Do you want to answer? Well, you want to read them?
0: You can read them.
1: Well, I could, but I just accidentally clicked off of them. Oh, my gosh. The It's a whole thing.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, Discord user Lorelai asks, <laughs> Favorite gravestone etching or words? Hmm. That's a great one because we're a couple graveyard hounds.
0: Etching. I'm just
1: assuming like It's something on a headstone
0: Yeah 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 Um Gosh I mean I don't know necessarily If it's like a Uh Etching Or like words But What I Like is like The actual Tombstone Gravestone Monument Whatever it be You know like There's that one that looks like a pyramid Yeah Um in Colma, uh-huh. that that's neat. I couldn't tell you what's on it as far as like writing,
1: right? <laughs> but it looks totally yeah. cool.
0: Uh, Joe DiMaggio's grave looks pretty neat, just because of uh, the whole thing, like how they made it look like you know, part of it was like for baseball, yeah, but it was very Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I can't think of anything that really strikes me. Yeah, there's not something that has like a some memorable sentence on it, like you yeah, know.
1: S- same here. I agree. Yeah, but th- there's like that classic one. And I've I've literally never seen a headstone with this carved on it, but it's like that. I, I don't even know what it's from. But it's supposed, you know, the, the saying of, as you are, I once was, as I am, you too shall be. Which is pretty fucking goth, <laughs> you know? Um, I think that's pretty badass, but it, it's, it, it's like the, the Latin, what's the Latin phrase, memento mori? I think was what it is. It basically just says, remember, you're going to die. <laughs> or, or, or remember that you're mortal or something like that. It basically, it's just basically saying, someday you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a great phrase. It's like, that's awesome. But I've, I've never seen that on a headstone. I will tell you, and this comes from um, the... Um, Uh, Cypress Lawn, the old part, the one that's on the east side of Mission Boulevard, right? If you go back up there towards the top, the very top end to the right as you're looking in, there's a section where there's some really old headstones that are dated, you know, 1860s and stuff. Yeah,
0: and there's some that have like little lambs on them. Yeah, but they just say things
1: like, Mother...
0: Uh Or beloved,
1: beloved, or like father Smith, and a date and a Uh year, not even a month and day, just a year. Those, I don't know why, but I think it's fucking cool. Because you know, like we were talking about this. I mean, graveyards and headstones and all that stuff. It's for the living. It's not for the dead. Mm -hmm. The dead are gone. And no matter what you believe, if you believe in an afterlife, if you believe in reincarnation, or if you believe like I do that when you die, that's the end you are not there at that graveyard you have gone to the next thing whether it's eternal reward punishment or oblivion doesn't matter those those places are for the living but somebody who died in 1861 and I'm thinking that I specifically remember that date on a headstone which is why I'm using it but Who left alive today Mm -hmm. is saying, Oh, yeah, I'm going to go visit the tomb of my great, great, great grandmother? Yeah. Probably no one. Probably no one.
0: But there are a lot of people that will go to different cemeteries that have nothing to do with anybody buried there, but they will take pictures and upload them and put in some information. You know, got yeah. it to like find a grave so that yes. if anybody has a family member, yep. they could look it up and see where they might be buried. Yeah, and
1: for those of us living who go to see that, it's to me, it's neat. It's a it's a connection to the past to remember that the world is much bigger and much more expansive, both in space and in time, than my little life. You know. Somebody that died in 1861, they had an entire flippin' life. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so Bowie is... He's having a spooky dream. He's having a spooky dream. Let's see if this... I wonder if we can hear (laughs) him.
0: When he makes that noise, like, I really want to know what he's thinking about, or dreaming about, I should say. I bet
1: he's dreaming about chasing rabbits.
0: Yeah, but he sounds like he's, like, whimpering.
1: Well, that's because he's not doing a full-on bark. I read a long time ago that when you dream, most people, not all people, but when you dream, there, you're something, maybe it's a maybe it's a peptide chain, maybe it's a biochemical something that's released, I don't know, that suppresses your movements, your bodily movements, that keep you from basically acting out your dream while laying in bed or whatever. And it's also like, like I've had dreams where i Unless I'm,
0: you're a sleepwalker.
1: Right, well that's the thing. Not everybody has this. So, or not everybody has the full... <coughs> like, Excuse me. I've... I don't remember my dreams often. Very rarely, in fact. But, like, I do recall having dreams where in my dream, I want to shout. I want to scream. Because either I'm terrified, or I'm angry, or whatever. But in my dream, all I can manage is like this hoarse little... You know what I mean? (laughs) Right? Yeah. And... I think that's because something in my biochemistry in my body is preventing me from actually screaming, you know? So, anyway.
0: Good so stuff.
1: I wonder if that's the same <laughs> with dogs. Yeah. That was perfect, though. Perfect timing, Bowie. Thanks. What were we talking about? Oh, graves. Graves. Um, but, yeah, so... <clears throat> it's neat to me to see a grave of somebody long gone, and wonder about their life. They had a whole life, had a whole life that they lived, just like we're living our lives. Different time, different place, but they were human too. And the human experience is something that intrigues me. And looking at a life in retrospect is something that always comes to mind when we're like at a graveyard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've been to some graveyards. hmm <laughs> and we will go to more. Yeah. Any more to add on the. You, holy crap. We're getting all kinds of questions.
0: We're kind of. We're kind of. Well,
1: they're all from the same person.
0: We're famous with that person.
1: We're famous with that person. Um, okay, so we've answered the favorite gravestone etching our words, which also touches on the question most recently what draws you to explore graveyards? The artwork. Of the, the headstones, history. the history. Um, it's peaceful, too.
0: I never would have ever, ever, ever had any interest, I think, in going to cemeteries had it not been for my grandma doing genealogy. Okay. And, you know, us going to cemeteries Yeah. together. I,
1: I find, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, it's the goth cliche to hang out in a cemetery. And I cannot deny my goth roots. So there's that. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it, like I said, the, the art and craftsmanship of the headstones, I really like that. I find that interesting. And to think about, again, you know, th- those people that have gone before us, what were their lives like? What were their things? Uh, we've even been to some quote-unquote celebrity headstones. mm mm-hmm people of notable history you know like Wyatt Earp you mentioned Joe DiMaggio a bit ago mm-hmm. Emperor Norton is we haven't seen Emperor Norton in a while <clears throat> um, what, other, what other ones
0: Lefty O'Doul
1: Lefty O'Dool right exactly well sorry right Lefty O'Dool right <laughs> um,
0: no left
1: Wyatt Earp and also his brother Virgil Yes, we well, that was accidental. Accidentally went to the cemetery where Virgil was buried. Um, Jimi I, Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. That was
0: pretty big. Yeah, that was.
1: I was surprised at that one. Uh, Bruce and Brandon Lee.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, Hurst. Isn't he buried in Colma?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we've been to the Hearst.
0: and Abigail Folger's. Introvert.
1: Abigail Folger. Yes, that's another one. Um, there's someone else I'm thinking of. Poop. Yeah. A total blind.
0: I've seen um, Hank Williams. Oh, nice. And well,
1: yeah, you've been back east.
0: Gene Autry. Oh those would be great. Uh, Elvis, because that was at Graceland. Uh, and then like Marilyn Monroe and Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon and uh, Carol O'Connor. Wow, you've got way more pedigree on graveyards than I do. Celebrity like graveyards.
1: Several. Yeah. Right. So, that's another draw to graveyards is like the, the, celebrity thing. Mm-hmm. You know the.
0: What I think I always would would have liked to seen was Jim Morrison's, and but that's in Paris. It, yeah. So, yeah.
1: That's a long trip.
0: But the neat thing was that I, I uh, had a friend. Well, when we were still friends. I hardly ever talked to her, but Elfie. Yep. Who is French. And French. she was renting a flat that her grandmother owned, that was right across the street from that cemetery. Oh no! Nice. And so it would have been like perfect if I could have like, yeah, visited her. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: exactly. Oh. Go over there and check it out.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Very cool. Look at that. Well, we got whoops. Got more questions. We have more questions. All right. So this one. If you believe in ghosts, which we've already established that I don't, but whatever, would you want to spend the night in a haunted house, hotel, place?
0: I'm trying to think how I want to answer that because it's like I'm still kind of iffy about what I believe as far as ghosts and spirits. Right. And though staying in a place like that seems neat... It depends on what it looks like. Like if it looks like just like, you know, like what once was like a really nice hotel or something, you know, or it's got like old Victorian decor and tapestries and curtains and all kinds of stuff, you know. If it looked like it was a health hazard in itself? Hell no. A <laughs> uh, health hazard, yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> do I need to get a tetanus shot before I there? I today? just hit my
1: teeth with my beer glass.
0: Oh, well, at least you didn't knock them out.
1: Well, I didn't hear it that hard.
0: I didn't hear it, so it must have not have been that hard. Yeah. But yeah, so, again, I think if it, was a, if it looked like a nice place, I would for sure.
1: Right. Yeah, same here. Um, and again, like, I, I do not believe in ghosts. But I would definitely love to stay in a place that's purportedly haunted because I think that would be awesome, you know? Um, you know, I'm going to kind of sidetrack this for a minute. Magic shows, you know, magicians and whatnot, I know that what they do is sleight of hand, it's misdirection, it's... um, it's all smoke and mirrors. It literally is all smoke and mirrors. It doesn't make it any less fucking awesome to see it happen. Yeah, it's still entertaining. It's super entertaining, and it's fun. And honestly,
0: and then you're like, "How do you do that?" When you try did, to figure out, like, you
1: try to figure it out. Like, but what it, did I miss? But even, How did if I you, miss this? even if you don't try to figure it out, even just letting yourself go into the magic of that moment,
0: it's, it's so not much
1: it's fun. A right? It's so much fun. It's so neat. It's it's so enjoyable to me to experience that. Remember what the hell was his name? Kim. What was his stage name? Murloc. Murloc. Yes. Kim Silverman. hmm <clears throat> We ran into this guy.
0: Worked he, for Apple.
1: He he worked for Apple. I don't, he,
0: I don't know if he still does. Hey, may or may
1: not, but yeah, he worked for Apple at the time, but he mm-hmm. was a stage magician
0: in the freaking club of magicians or did, something. Yeah, he joined like, the like, guild the G- of magicians. G- guild of society, something. Yeah.
1: But he he performed at freaking the Celtic festivals and like ren fairs and shit. Mm-hmm. And he just did card tricks and little ring and ribbon tricks and stuff like that. And I remember or one band t- tricks. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about the experience with him. So, our first experience with him, we were working the whiskey booth at the Santa Cruz Highland Games um, at the Santa Cruz County Fairgrounds in Watsonville. And we saw his show, and it was a lot of fun. But because we were working, we were basically staffed there, we kind of got to talk to him outside of that a little bit. And it was really cool. Well, then it was, was it the next year Mm -hmm. that we were going to the Monesto Highland Games, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but they got rained rained out. out, So we said, let's go to Tokyo Express, have some excuse me have some dinner. So we're sitting there and who the fuck is sitting at the table across the way? But Kim Silverman, aka Murloc, the magician. And because of either drinking or whatever, we started we went over and talked to him and said, "Hey, were you going to perform at the thing because we remember you from The Highland Games last summer, and I don't remember us, but we worked at the whiskey booth and we talked to you and all this stuff. He was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and he was all, "I didn't get to do the thing. We got rained out and all this stuff." Because would you mind if I just did some of my stuff right here for you at your in this fucking tiny little Asian restaurant in downtown Mm Modesto? This stage magician. Freaking performs tricks with rubber bands and ribbons and strings okay. and stuff like that. Because well,
0: I think, like, for the, one of the the things for him to be able to stay in the guild is that he has to continue to yes, he has perform. to perform. He has to be a, an, a and a performer. because he put that that time aside specifically to perform and couldn't perform, he's like, oh well, I took an oath, you know. Yeah, so I got like, to perform he's like, somebody
1: I, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, he did his thing, and it was so much fun. It was so cool, and honestly. Half the stuff that he was doing, because he was right there in our face at the fucking table, I could see a little palming of a card or a, a, a twisting of a ribbon so it actually didn't go through the ring but it went to the side or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. It was so much fun because you just you kind of shut your brain off, let yourself be entertained by that. And it yeah. was so much fun. And then the following following year. It was the next time we worked the Highland Games in Santa Cruz. Because we only did that twice, right?
0: I think so.
1: Or three times.
0: I think it was only twice. Only twice. It was, yeah, it was
1: the second year. Yeah, that's right. Because it was it was after the Highland Games sh- would have happened, but got rained out. We went up there. And I remember on Sunday, when we were wrapping up, we went over to talk to him. We actually sought him out. And we said, hey, we didn't get a chance to see your show because we were just busy but we just wanted to say hi anyway see how you're doing and that and he even said well let me do a couple things for you he needed a couple ring tricks with a ribbon and again I could see some of the stuff that he was doing I could see how it worked but if you just ignore it for a minute let yourself be carried by the joy of quote unquote magic Mm -hmm. it's just so much fun and so neat and my kind of point of all of, all of that sidetrack is that same thing goes for like ghost stories. I don't believe in ghosts. I really don't. They don't. They don't add up to physics, and the way I understand the universe to work, and the way that the universe has been demonstrated to work by many, many, many well trained and highly educated, you know, physicists. Doesn't mean that like checking your brain at the door and letting yourself. Buy into the creaks and groans of a building and the funny shadows that happen due to oddities of the lighting or whatever in a haunted mansion, a haunted hotel, or a haunted fucking whatever. <clears throat> it's fun and it's neat, and I would totally do it because that's cool. I want to have fun.
0: <laughs> it would be an experience.
1: Right? Okay. Well, let's answer like a, a couple more questions here because I just realized that we've been recording for a while and that's good. Um, ooh, all right. There's this question. Any interesting nightmares or did you see shadow people when you were a kid? Yeah. I talked a little bit about when I was younger or some of my experiences I saw. As a kid, the only thing I can say is I, remember, I had this Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck ceramic figurines that were on my like desk in my room and I remember like on Saturday mornings when I'd wake up early because I always woke up early on Saturday mornings because I wanted to watch cartoons. I was kind of like half asleep. If I laid there and stared at them with, in my mind it's almost like I could see them walking towards me but they never moved. That, that's the closest I got. You got anything?
0: Um, when I was younger like I would have a recurring nightmare of being stuck at the bottom of a pool. Mm-hmm. And oh, the shit. top layer couldn't even see out because it was covered in bees and I had a choice of either to drown or get out and be stung to death.
1: Wow. That's yeah. intense.
0: For a young child, yes. you right. It started when I was like three years old. That
1: explains your terrifying fear of one little bee buzzing around the garden. <laughs> no,
0: I'm not. I, I'm, I'm getting better about it. You
1: are getting better about it. It's um, cool. But I, I I don't blame you for having that fear. Bees are fucked up. I'm and allergic to them.
0: I, I, as an adult, have a recurring nightmare that I, I don't know why, but it's always like there's a tornado. But there's not just one tornado. There's like several. Oh wow! And
1: tornadoes, and we live in California. Yeah, I know. It's really, <laughs> that's it's awesome. Like we don't
0: we don't experience the big tornadoes here. Like we might get some funnel clouds, like little up. minor might, funnel little clouds, t- like little yeah, touchdown. Exactly. Here and there. But it's not that it's devastating, fucking Wizard of Oz. Shit. It's, it's always that impending doom because you could see the one coming, but then there's several yeah. others. Wow. And it's like, where do I go? Do I hide in the bathroom? Yeah. Or do I hide in the closet? You know, there. It's not just one; <laughs> it's more than one. Right.
1: Okay. So I have I have a story about dreams. So first of all, you ever hear that idea that oh, you never you don't dream in color? You Ever heard that? I don't know where that came from.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I absolutely dream in color. Yeah. In, in Cumber.
0: In Cumber. In cum- color. Cumbersome.
1: And the reason I know that I dream in color. Um, there was this dream that I had multiple times as a kid, uh, and it wasn't the exact same dream. It, it evolved as I had it. I would come out of my house where we lived in empire and I would go down the street past the two neighbors house around the corner and I would step into the orchard that was actually behind or next to our house. But I went around to the other side of it. It's hard to explain without a map, but anyway. And there was a grandfather clock there in the orchard next to the walnut tree. And there was these little cuckoo birds, basically, at the top of the grandfather clock. It's not a cuckoo clock. It's a grandfather clock. Mm -hmm. But anyway, but they would be chirping and tweeting and making noise. And it was irritating me. So I would tell them to shut up. (laughs) But then if I would tell them to shut up after I tell them to shut up, Sesame Street, remember Sesame Street. Do you remember Harry Monster? He was blue and had a long, bulbous, purple nose. Mm -hmm. Charlie, shut up. Charlie, shut up. I'm telling a story. Harry Monster would come out of the grandfather clock and, like, shout at me, leave them alone, and scare the crap out of me, and I would run away. But after about the third or fourth time of having this dream, instead of telling the birds to shut up, I'd say, hey, can you keep it down? It's kind of bothering me a little bit. I'd be very nice about it. And Harry Monster came out, and he said... He was my friend at that point because I was being nice to the birds. But my point being is, he was very clearly blue in my dream. Mm-hmm. I dream in color. So that's a recurring dream. It's that a was a very
0: strange dream. It is a very strange dream. It's almost like Alice in Wonderland, but not really. Maybe.
1: Oh, okay. But I have another dream to tell you about. And this dream that I started having when I was probably 17, and I had it repeatedly off and on up until my mid-twenties. And in that dream I was some kind of like baron, duke, noble land owner or whatever. In your dream? In my dream. It's not fucking not in real life. That's <laughs> for goddamn sure. Anyway. But in my dream... My RPGs was,
0: are getting to you, man. I know. It, I think it is. I,
1: honestly, I think that's what colored it. But anyway, in my dream, it typically started with me standing on the balcony outside of my exquisitely lavish bedroom, looking over the, the land and seeing the peasants, the mob of peasants with pitchforks and lanterns and torches coming for me. I don't know what I did. I don't know what was wrong with me, but I knew they were coming for me. And depending upon how long the dream went, the longest I ever had the dream, it got to the point where they came into my home, overcame my guards, my guards, because I mean, I was a fucking badass, like noble and shit. Anyway, you know, caught me, took, you know, got me into submission or whatever carried me away, and threw me down a well. Mm. And a couple times in the dream, I remember hitting the bottom of the well because the well was dry. I remember feeling my back break and me dying in the well. It was a weird dream. I don't know why I had it.
0: Maybe you were some noble dude in your past life. Right, yes. Somebody
1: (laughs) told me that once. I'm like, yeah, well, maybe. But also I think... I had a quote-unquote past life reading once. I was told that I was also a cat in Egypt.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, sure.
1: Because, you know, nobody's ever like Joe Plummer in a fucking past life reading. They're always somebody important. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the nightmare thing. Whoops. I hit the button. Um, there's a question about cryptozoology. I'm going to pass on that one. Maybe we'll get that on the next recording. But I want to finish with this question why do you think people are drawn to goth
0: um I think that a lot of it is that they're I don't want to say more in tune with reality as far as death is concerned or you know like shit happens in life and you've got to embrace it kind of
1: yeah
0: yeah I don't know how to to not like be happy you know but right right but kind of just like, it's almost like it's like a little private funeral for everything wrong in the world. <laughs> I, right, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was great.
1: A little <laughs> private funeral for everything that's wrong in the
0: world. It's like I'm your on, own, mo- like you're, it's like, you know, people that, that meditate. Can I get that on a but bumper if you're, sticker? If, if, you're, if you're goth, it's like you like have like a little memorial service for right? like women's rights or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh
1: my God, exactly. That's great
0: kind of like voodoo like where you're like oh here's Trump's wall and then you burn it down you know? yeah right <laughs>
1: exactly no um, yeah well first of all I would say not a lot of people are drawn to goth <laughs> I mean if if they were then it wouldn't be like a subculture it would be a mainstream thing but um, I don't know for me like it. it for me it started with music mm. obviously that's what introduced me to it all, but it was music that seemed to like you mentioned it drew attention to and maybe celebrated or at least um, made us notice and accept the darker part of life, you know,
0: yeah, Except like, the fact that we're
1: all going to die. Yeah, like I like said, there's, you know, the only things inevitable in the world are death and taxes or whatever, you know, right? To me, goth culture, goth music, goth style, whatever you want to call it, has basically been about that. It's the fact that we live in a world where things die, things end, things decay. Nobody lives forever. Nothing is permanent. It is all transitory. Mm-hmm. And to me, goth culture is recognizing and even celebrating that. We want to point out that, you know what? Someday I'm going to die, and eventually everybody will forget about me. Nobody will remember me who I am, you know, at some point after my death. But it's okay, because we're still awesome while we're here. And I think that's, to me, kind of what goth is about and what it means. You know? Um... I've always been kind of fascinated with the macabre, and with uh, with the quote unquote spooky stuff and whatever. It, even you know, even when I was younger, when I when I finally started, because you know, when you're a kid, you're just kind of you're like a kid and you just do what is around you, or you know, what your parents or what your friends or do. But when I, you know, in my adolescence, when I started to first get ideas of my own identity. Definitely, I had this really, you know, uh, fascination with the macabre or interest in the, you know, <laughs> the dark the dark side. or I, I don't know. The dark that, stuff. Th- that seems weird to say it that way, but it's like, I mean, because I thought about things as like...
0: Unconventional. Yeah,
1: it was very unconventional. And um, so that's what drew me to it. And I think also because socially... I did not fit in with the mainstream. Like, you know, growing up in the 80s like I did, I didn't click with the the jocks and the Barbie dolls, which was basically mainstream culture back then. Um, Just not at all. It just did not fit with me. And so goth culture was something that resonated with me because it was people who bucked the norm. They were like, ah, that's not for me. I'm different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I went with that.
0: Not everything has to be in pastels,
1: right? Not everything is all fucking sunshine, marshmallows, and glitter and rainbows. Yeah, not to say glitter and rainbows are pretty badass. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that as the resident goth kid.
0: Totally down for some glitter and glittery rainbows. rainbows. Fucking glittery rainbows are badass.
1: They're fucking. Cool. I like
0: glitter, but I don't like like loose glitter.
1: Yeah. No, it gets all over the place it does
0: okay. it never leaves you it's like herpes okay or <laughs> it takes a while for it to go away that was good so
1: um, <laughs> I'm going to I mean I know we've got a lot of we're way up there we We got an hour and a half fucking, this is going to be a long podcast it's totally cool cut <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm going to present this joke and then we'll we'll do our outro
0: okay
1: and this this is a pandemic joke Oh, shit. But it's not even really a joke. It's just, okay, trying to explain... Is it how, an
0: observance?
1: Yeah, kind of. This is the way to explain how the coronavirus spreads. If there are 10 people at crafts night doing projects and one person uses glitter...
0: Yeah.
1: How many people have glitter in their project? Yeah. All of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> And so it is with the coronavirus. And that's why we should wear masks and don't touch your face and wash your hands. And stay home when you can. It sucks being distant from people. It sucks fucking not. It sucks trying to remember to put your mask on to go in the store. But these are minor inconveniences to keep the spread of the virus as minimum as possible. uh, To keep people out of the hospital. To help those people that do catch it have a mild case of it to get through it until this virus evolves enough and we maybe we come up with a vaccine or whatever we do to deal with it. Because it's going to be with us forever, folks, and that sucks. But you know what? You know what else sucks? Not being happy. I'm fucking happy. I'm a goth kid that's happy.
0: <laughs> maybe too
1: happy. Am I maybe too happy? Am I going to lose my goth credential for being too happy?
0: Yeah. like right. Your black hoodies all of a sudden you're like, they, like, start getting bleach spots until... No, I already have a black hoodie with bleach. Completely white. No, I have
1: a black hoodie with bleach spots on it. Splots. Splots. Bleach spots on it because I was cleaning the shower and I leaned across the fucking door where there was... Ble- Remember my... Yes. Yeah. Dork. Yeah. So, um... We're back doing this. We hope to try to get more on, this, on the ball with it. I still got to edit. It's funny.
0: Every fucking episode is like, okay, we're back. Yeah, I know. We hope, I, I we need hope to, to put out more. I
1: need to get on the ball with editing for this one. Editing is always the one that gets me. Yeah. But, Constance, why don't you tell them how they could reach us if they want to send us messages.
0: Oh, uh, fuck.
1: We have an email address.
0: Uh, I'm trying to remember if there's numbers after. Yes, there are is numbers. Is it 11? Or... Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what, what's her email address? It's uh, sidversuscoco 11 yeah. at gmail.com. Right. That's S-Y-D-V-S-C-O-C-O-11. <laughs> that's one one. At G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M.
1: Yeah, you spell out the gmail.com. The one part that everybody's going to get right.
0: But hey, you never know.
1: Yeah. We, uh, we are on Discord, as we have mentioned. I don't know how to link to Discord. I think I could put it in the show notes, but I think I forgot to last time. <coughs> but get on Discord and search for Sid versus Coco. You can't miss us. We're the only one out there that's called that, because who else would call themselves that? Um,
0: Imposters.
1: Right. You can ask us questions there. You can uh, interact with us. And all of our wonderful friends, we are all a bunch of super cool, um, open-minded, happy-go-lucky fools on Discord. Um, we like all kinds of people, and if you're an asshole, then fuck off. We don't want to talk to you. And I'll ban your ass if you're an asshole.
0: Asshole. Right.
1: We're on MeWe, but that doesn't matter because nobody does that. I don't care
0: about MeWe.
1: Yeah. And. Um, I don't that, give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, so that's that. Um, all right, so are we going to make a, a Pinky Swear pack that the next one will be the Goth Rock Song Challenge?
0: Holy fuck, yes
1: pinky swear we are locking pinkies <laughs> right now you can't
0: see it you can't see it. I can feel happening.
1: it. it's ha- i can feel it too we're gonna do it we have i mean go back to our our previous episodes we list the songs that we're gonna do we talk about goth rock and what it means so we are going to fucking get to the voting and find out once and for all scientifically what the best goth rock song
0: and of all times is yeah Maybe we'll finally fucking figure out what the hell it is that's keeping us from recording so often. Yeah, sheer laziness. get that under control. It's sheer
1: laziness on my part, but anyway. All right, well, I got to pee. Do you got anything else to say?
0: Nope.
1: All right, well, um, so I guess signing up, I'm Sid. Okay. Have a week.